0: welcome to the mbg podcast let's fire everybody Welcome everybody to episode number thirty, of the Message Board Geniuses podcast. This is Who's. I've got Casey, Joy, and MBG. We were uh, talking about a couple of ideas to start off with this week, but then we had to change gears because MBG, you had a post just blow up this week. You want to tell us a little bit about it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if you guys saw it, but there was Oklahoma tweet that I did on Sunday. I did it like on Sunday morning, and then I put my phone away for like four or five hours because I was busy. And I came back, and this tweet had just blown up. And eventually, it got like 2.5 million impressions, which is insane for a tweet. Like that's so far uh, above anything that any of my tweets have ever done in the past. And it was, and the thing is, it was a tweet from four or Oklahoma posters upset that a recruit had chosen Oregon over Oklahoma. And none of the tweets were really that bad. I mean, I had done similar tweets like this in the past with all different schools, Florida, Miami, Nebraska, Florida State, LSU, Texas, Oregon, Notre Dame, all those schools. And a lot of those posts were much worse than these. I don't know if you guys saw them. One of them was fun. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? I mean, Really like one, one was a little over the line calling him a piece of asterisk, 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 and hope he chokes on a duck.
0: Okay, and that one is one, one I thought was funny though. So it's...
1: And, you know, one was calling him mid, another one saying, you know, who picks a Pac 12 school, and another one saying, oh, he would have been a wasted
2: scholarship anyway.
1: So, fairly tame, right?
2: Right, you would think.
1: But what happened was, is this particular recruit that, that uh, these posts were talking about i think his name was Davian Sims he retweeted it or quote tweeted it and all of their other recruits were quote tweeting it and tweeting it and talking about oh you know look at what oklahoma fans were saying so obviously oklahoma fans got upset because it was giving them you know it was, i guess it was shining a light on their bad behavior i guess you could say and so, a lot of them were getting upset with me. I mean, there were a couple guys that wanted to fight me. I didn't. I couldn't see all the responses because there were Drop so a many. Pin, was ho. Couple, A couple <laughs> guy. A couple guys wanted to fight me. So, which was weird. I mean, look, I understand. Like, okay, I understand why maybe they're a little bit upset with me, because obviously, had I not tweeted them out, probably very few people ever see those posts. So, I understand. Why they're being upset with me, but it's a little bit mis- misdirected because I don't think anybody got mad at the guys who, who said these things, um, but rather they were a little bit upset with me for shining a light on it. So while I do carry some blame, admittedly, I think most of the blame and anger should be directed at the, the guys making the post. And, and there were others that were worse that I didn't tweet. So it wasn't just for people but then again it's still probably a small minority of oklahoma fans they're not all saying those things so it was a, an interesting uh, weekend and i think a lot of people picked it i think even gerald mccoy quote tweeted it wow and it got a ton of traction
0: well what, what do you guys think you all think oh you fans should be mad at mbg for this no <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mean, that's a a softball question if there ever. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Well, he
4: just held up a mirror and showed them what they were doing, and then they got mad at him for holding up the mirror. Yeah,
0: then they broke the mirror and threatened to stab him with the broken pieces. Yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, all they did was just prove their insanity by their reactions to the to this post. I'm like, you just just furthered furthered the point that y'all are all insane
1: there were several threads on their message boards after that not being too kind to me the funniest thing was there was there was one guy who decided he was going to show me that oklahoma was not the only school that acted like that and so what did he do he showed me my own tweets from the past
2: (laughs) that was well played that was well played
1: girls i'm like I know it's not just Oklahoma because those tweets that you're showing me are my tweets. I know that it's not just Oklahoma fans. And then what he's doing. pointing you at his own tweet.
0: Yeah, and then he's posting the same stuff from other schools while being mad that you're posting that stuff from Oklahoma, right? (laughs) Like it's it's a little bit of a circular (laughs) circular argument. I did love the guy who was threatening to go to the dark web on you and calling you a hoe and telling you to drop a pin (laughs) on Twitter. That, that, that whole – and I think you told him to meet you in Temecula at one point, which was brilliant.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: so. I don't sure know if he people... got the reference, the Temecula reference. but
2: He I was too mad to get the Temecula <laughs> reference. But the beautiful thing about your whole site, MBT – is or your page or whatever they call it, these tweeter things, is you have a disclaimer as your pin tweet that says I am aware that a single message board post does not always represent an entire fan base. It's all just for fun. Except, oh. it, except I saw the if you uh, if you hit the button, I see that you wrote unless you're Oklahoma fans, then screw you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, do you guys think this has any effect on recruits at all as far as choosing where they're going to go to school?
2: You know, I really don't, but it, it is a good lesson here. To the, Numerous people across all social media say don't tweet at recruits, and I'm not saying MBG did, but this translates to the message boards as well. I understand you're going to talk recruiting. I'm so happy I got out of that world of actually following it especially in my old in my older age that I'm not really worried about where a 16 or 17 year old kid is going to go to college. Of course, I'm going to root for my team. However, it, it trickles down to the message boards meaning like you know don't be a complete lunatic on the message boards cuz kids will see it. Cuz it's going to come to light, you know. MBG, that's what that's what this is, that's what your page is is to bring all this lunacy to light and we heck, we got a podcast that we laugh at you. Not you, but you know, the, the lunacy.
0: It's, yeah, it's not like MBG's writing these. And its I don't think it has any impact, or at least I don't are think it's Are we
2: positive? Allegedly. Certain? Are
4: we 100% certain? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just because, I mean, you, you do see this. I mean, not every school, but I would say every big-time football program. I mean, people get invested in this stuff, and they, they post crazy stuff, like on Twitter and on message boards. And, I mean, I, I'm sure recruits look at it, and they don't like it, but – I don't think they're making decisions based on this stuff, because if they were their their choices would be they, they would dwindle down because there aren't a lot of schools where this doesn't happen. I just have never seen the backlash <laughs> on MBG. Well, like,
4: what else are they going to do? I mean, it's Oklahoma for crying yeah, out loud. They, they,
0: they're fiery, man. They, they were ready to scrap.
2: Well, these are the same people that when they were looking for a head coach, they had all night Twitter spaces like that would go until <laughs> eight, nine in the morning. And they started at six, seven in the afternoon. Yeah. Heck, one guy camped out with a with a grill out in front of Lincoln Riley's house, like stalking the family. <laughs> you know? I mean, these people I are nuts dude. down there. Yeah, yeah.
1: They just need to have a good season. They've really been on edge since Lincoln uh, up and left. Ever since then, they've been a little on edge. So
4: I'm not holding my breath. I they hope just
1: they need don't. to have a good season, settle in. I think they'll they'll all calm down a little bit, but. It was an eventful few days.
0: It was a fun time to be MBG this week.
1: No, it wasn't. I don't like that. I don't, yeah, like, I
2: know. I know.
1: Like, don't. I like No, you didn't. Like, there's these guys on Twitter who are kind of trolls and they kind of thrive on that. And I don't know how they do it. Like, I don't know how you can take just people constantly bombarding you with that stuff. Like, telling you yeah. you're an idiot. Man, I uh, I'm not mentally equipped for that.
2: If I have a piece of advice for you, don't pay, don't take it personally.
1: <laughs> no, I I try not to, but I don't know, like I, I you know those guys who just get it constantly. I don't know how they do it. They must hit yeah. mute. I
4: was going to say uh, the mute button is your best friend.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All right, so thought we'd do another mailbag this week. It's been fun the last few weeks. This week's question comes to us from friend of the podcast Vanilla Thunder, and his question is. <laughs> What is the happiest you've ever been watching a college football game that did not involve your alma mater? Casey, got an answer for us?
2: Yeah, I did too. One is just on brand for me, of course. It was South Carolina in their glory years, their five years of glory, that they finally won the SEC East and they went down to Atlanta to play Auburn. And I believe the score was 56 to seven in Auburn's favor and Cam Newton. That was just a nice one, especially because they were beating us in the midst of beating Clemson five straight years. They just needed a little humble pie. And also bringing it back home, another one, my actually, probably my more happy one was Rutgers USF in 2007. This was a 30 to 27 game. I don't know if you guys remember this, but USF was ranked number two with Matt Grothy at the helm well, at quarterback, and Jim Levitt at the helm of as coach. I watched it in Tampa with a bunch of University of South Florida bandwagon fans, and they were as obnoxious as they came, and then they crawled back into their hole the next couple of years. It was fun in and around Tampa. That's where I lived at the time with the excitement of USF, and Grothy it was kind of fun to watch, but it was nice to my hometown team, Rutgers. Got to get that W and the and the kicker pointed up at the it was one one of the first games that the the camera was like on the swinging thing he, he mm-hmm. looked up and pointed when he kicked the winning field goal. Oh, nice. It was not goal expecting goal. a Rutgers USF. <laughs>
1: that's that's quite a year when that's quite a year when Rutgers and USF are weren't they both ranked in the top top ten? Yeah. Top 10? I mean,
2: yeah when, USF was two, definitely two, and they lost back to back. I think they lost to Rutgers and they lost to uh, Kansas. Mark Mangino that same okay. year. Even the, even yeah, like I mean the, those three, we're all and good. Kansas was one, I think.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you got Kansas, I mean, South Florida, and Rutgers in the top ten. Try to try to convince your kids that that ever happened. <laughs> do
2: yourself a favor and just do, there needs to be a thirty for thirty on the 20, 2007 college football season. There's just some talk about lunacy.
0: There's yeah, a, that was a wild a year. year. All right, Joy, what do you have for us?
4: I kind of have a tie. So one of them is 2013 A&M Alabama. Watching Johnny Manziel just Mm. destroy Alabama and pick them apart was beautiful. And LSU was actually playing during that game, but I was working for the recruiting department. So I was in the recruiting room watching that game while LSU was playing another game. And as soon as Bama lost the entire LSU stadium started chanting Bama lost and it was just a glorious experience. And I got to spend it with my grandfather who went to A&M. So that was a special little moment. Um, I know. I know. I know. (laughs) Your
1: grandpa went to A&M?
4: You
0: thought you were going to slide that in there.
4: I've said that before.
1: I well, don't you recall. split it in quickly. and uh...
4: Yes, my grandfather went to Texas A&M, but now his both of his granddaughters went to LSU, and once that happens, you're just screwed. So he's an LSU guy now. We saved him from the cult. We got him out. He had to pay with his blood, but we got him out. And then my second favorite also <laughs> involves the family loss, but this is also just to hype up my guy, Casey. It was without a doubt. 2017 College Football National Championship when Clemson beat Alabama. It was 35 31. I remember where I was sitting. Um, I was in a casino in Baton Rouge and everyone at the same time jumped and like chips were flying everywhere. Money was flying everywhere. And we were all just thrilled that Clemson beat Alabama. So, that, yeah, if
2: I was allowed to use the one game that thrilled me with my squad, it would have definitely been that one.
1: Yeah, it was beautiful.
2: Another game in Tampa at Ray J. All
1: right mbg well aside from every byu or utah loss um <laughs> i won't i won't use any of those but mine was probably the i think it was the 2006 rose bowl with texas and usc it was probably the best football game i've ever seen was a great ever. game. so because i love college football so much that was one of those games where you kind of didn't want it to end and you can't believe what you'd just seen and there were so many good players in that game you Vince Young, Bush, Lyndell White, Matt Leiner, I think Dwayne Jarrett. And Vince Young was phenomenal that game. Maybe the yeah. best game anyone's ever played. Uh, the game was such high stakes. I think he had like 200 yards rushing and three touchdowns and threw for almost 300 yards. Probably the best game uh, quarterbacks ever played, uh, in my opinion. And one of the best games ever played. I know there's been a lot of good games, but in terms of, you know, the stakes of the game, um, and just kind of the game, the way or the way the game ended, to me that was that was one of the best college football moments uh, for me.
0: So you guys went with some like high stakes, important games. <laughs> I'm going to take you to 2014. Unitech <laughs> Wake Forest played oh. one of the most gloriously <laughs> dreadful <laughs> college football games of the last thousand years. It produced this brilliant moment where. At the end of regulation, Wake Forest is lined up for a field goal to try and win it. It's tied 0-0. He misses a field goal, and there's this brilliant shot of Frank Beamer that I'm sure at least Casey and MBG, you guys have seen, with his arms raised in the air with the 0-0 score.
3: <laughs>
0: um, Wake went on to win the game 6-3 to in overtime. Their two scoring drives were 0 and 4 yards, which I think mm-hmm. is brilliant. Then we found out, this is my favorite part. 2 years later, do you guys remember the Wakey-Leaks thing? That yeah. Wake Forest assistant coach that a Wake Forest, I guess he was a former coach at the time of the game, had given an assistant coach at Virginia Tech part of the game plan for the Wake Forest or for the Virginia Tech game. And Wake Virginia Tech still couldn't score in regulation and lost 6 to 3. So mainly it's the shot of Beamer coming off the field. It's it's one of my favorite college football photos. So that's up there for me. And then uh, I'm going to throw a basketball one in there, even though it wasn't asked 1990 NCAA final UNLV just boat raced the hell out of Duke and Bobby Hurley had and had to keep running off the court during the game. That was my most glorious non UVA basketball moment I've ever had.
3: Joy, I don't know if you were
0: alive back then, probably not, but.
4: I wasn't yeah, allowed to know exactly what game you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Just seeing him scurry off to the bathroom, I, I laughed every time. It was awesome.
2: <laughs> I was a huge bandwagon UNLV guy back then, and I cried the next year when Duke got him. Yeah, I, well, how did not, they beat him?
0: Let's not talk about the next year, Casey. Yeah, the absolutely. next year was markedly
3: less <laughs> fun.
0: I still
2: Casey. don't understand how they lost. I, it I was can't weird,
0: yeah That was in K had the mojo back then. I mean, because UNLV shouldn't have lost that that UNLV team. I don't know that there's been in the last 30 or 40 years a more loaded college basketball team. So, no. All right. Well, that was fun. I'm sure I I do. I love the mailbag thing. I think we'll hopefully keep this as part of the show, even when the uh, season starts. It's been fun. That brings us to our weekly segment, Genius of the Week. As always, each one of us is going to nominate a player, coach, team, conference, mascot, somebody who did something particularly dumb in the last week, and then we'll put it to a Twitter vote and see who wins. Last week, my nominee of John Morant got 51% of the vote. MBG, your uh, Texas A&M fan, got 20%. And then Joy had Stetson Bennett, got 18%. So Casey and I are now tied, five wins apiece. Joy has four wins and MBG, you have zero. I just figured I'd be more matter of <laughs> fact this week.
3: <laughs> I got no
2: second place, so. though.
0: You did get second place. Yeah. So that was good. First loser. Um,
2: you- moving on up. <laughs>
0: MBG came in second place this week. So that was good.
2: You gotta start right. somewhere.
4: Yeah, Casey, here you here you go. Yeah, at the bottom, and he's still down there with zero. <laughs>
2: This week, I'm going with Jonathan French and Dylan Brewer from the University of South Carolina men's baseball team. I'm kind of going to take it back a little bit, but it, it makes sense that it's this week. Back when Clemson played South Carolina early March, South Carolina took two of three from Clemson. Actually, three very good baseball games. Jonathan French went to, took to Instagram and said it took a picture of him Dylan Brewer and Ricky Williams, who is the third Clemson player to follow their coach. And he's with the quote that said, The grass is indeed greener. I don't know if you guys follow college baseball, but South Carolina went on to be ranked number one in the country for a good portion portion of the year. Joke. But since the Clemson series, South Carolina is twenty eight and eighteen and now unranked. And Clemson has gone to thirty-five and ten and now ranked number seven depending on what poll you're looking at but even better our friend Jonathan French for Clemson in 2022 this is his sour grapes genius of the week by the way Um, in 2022 for for Clemson he hit 217 with 48 strikeouts and 138 at-bats so he went to the get get that greener grass this year he hit 211 with 34 strikeouts and 76 at bats. I'm no math major, but that's about <laughs> that one in every good. two at bats. No, that doesn't seem very good. Doesn't uh, seem very good. And he ended today's game and their chances in the SEC tournament with a strikeout. Dylan Brewer hit 208 for Clemson with 43 strikeouts and 154 at bats. And this year he actually upped his average. So, you know, maybe the grass is greener for him. He's at 245. <laughs> With 55 strikeouts in 151 at bats, including an 0 for 24 to end the season, well, to end the regular season and conference tournament. So that grass whew, must be real green there in Columbia. For that, Dylan Brewer and Jonathan French, my geniuses of the week.
0: It's the most bitter I've ever heard Casey before. I kind of like, I like petty Casey.
2: I couldn't <laughs> think of one, so I had to go to the well. <laughs> no, you know? I love it.
0: I love it. All
2: right, Joy. Who are you and going? I really like those guys a lot. I really. Dylan Brewer was probably my favorite Clemson player for the last couple of years too. I knew so you could not stay with it it, me man. It. You're too nice. I knew. You <laughs> well, I'm, gonna right yeah. I'm gonna bring it right back. I'm gonna bring it right back to us being little...
4: mean about South Carolina baseball <laughs> because South Carolina fans, um, specifically their baseball fans, are also are my genius of the week. If again, again, Casey said, I don't know if you follow college baseball, but being an LSU person, I'm a diehard college baseball fan. And this year, um, LSU went to South Carolina and the series ended up tied 1-1 and game three was canceled due to the weather. South Carolina fans then proceeded to say that because they beat our ace, that they were without a doubt the number one team in the country. They left that saying they didn't even need to play game three. It was very clear who the best team was, yada, 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 yada. Um, They show up in Hoover and we play them in our first game. We don't throw our ace. We throw a completely different pitcher. And if you don't know anything about the LSU bullpen right now, we have like one really solid pitcher. And then everyone else is kind of has been like trash all season. So when you don't start our ace, the odds of you winning are dramatically increased. Um, So we did not start our ace and proceeded to beat South Carolina 10 to three. They then went on to lose to Texas A&M. They went six for 61 swinging in their last two games in the SEC tournament. And LSU beat them 10-3 to to send them home. So I just, for all these South Carolina fans that have mouthed off all year and are just so adamant that you were the best team in the country and you deserve the number one spot, not only over LSU, but also over Wake Forest, y'all really need to learn to just shut up um, until you can complete a series. Um, and you called off a series that could have very easily been played because you didn't want to play us. Just call it what it is. Call a spade a spade. The, the, the best team clearly came out on top yesterday. Um, one team's still in the SEC tournament. One team's going to host a regional and more than likely a super regional, and you might – Never make it to the postseason. So I don't really want to hear another word from you, ratchet South Carolina fans. I said it last week. I'll say it again. You and your poverty program can go somewhere else, but you're not going far in the college baseball postseason. And I'll leave it at that.
0: What a lot of hand movement from Joy tonight. <laughs> See, MBG, we're talking about the game with the stick and the ball. Are you familiar? Yeah, I
1: don't. I tune out when someone starts talking about baseball. I don't even know.
0: <laughs> you were staring at the ceiling all through that. <laughs>
1: He's I was watching it
4: NBA Finals. He I was watching
1: it. the Celtics Heat game. I have baseball. Oh, okay. It's like it's like the teacher for on Charlie Brown, when you start talking baseball. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea. Maybe
4: he just doesn't like to hear who's more than likely going to beat him again.
2: Well, maybe.
0: Maybe he's got one loaded up for us this
2: week. Oh, we hear this
0: every week, guys. I I'm as hype man. So
2: it's coming. It's coming.
1: So all right, my genius of the week this week is Utah fans, and let me explain why. You guys remember Zach Wilson? Oh that yeah. guy? and his mom. Zach Wilson and <laughs> oh, his mom. Yeah. That's important to remember, because that's a, it's a key piece of this story. Well, he has a little brother, and his little brother decided today where he was gonna go to school. He made his commitment, and it was down to BYU or Utah, and Zach and his family grew up Utah fans, and so when he chose to go to BYU, it was kind of a big deal. Um, So his little brother, I think BYU fans expected his little brother to follow suit. Well, his little brother, Isaac, today committed to Utah. So you would think Utah fans would have opened Isaac. He's a four-star. I mean, he's a good recruit, a good quarterback. You would think that they would have welcomed him with open arms, but they did not. In comments to his commitment, photo, which did have a picture of him and his mother.
0: There's the (laughs) tie-in.
1: Yep. Utah fans are saying things like, don't need his mama in any of his pics. Keep her away. A mommy and me picture for announcement day. What could possibly go wrong here? He'll be in the portal by by next year. Take it to the bank. That's cool as long as his mom never speaks and the camera never zooms in on her. That lady lost her mind years ago, predicting he enters the portal after the 2024 spring, green, spring game. I don't think he's that good. Then he says, the Wiltons have been proven cougar hunters. He'll feel right at home. Um, and they go on and on with negative comments toward Isaac and the entire Wilton family, even though he's just committed to be a Ute. Uh, they still, their hatred for BYU is so strong that they can't, <laughs> that they can't even separate him from, from Zach. So for that reason, Utah fans are my geniuses of the week.
0: Yeah, that's a step beyond Oklahoma, right? They're they're negging the guy who just their own guy. Yeah, you yeah. got him. Like, yeah, that's
1: crazy. Yeah, it was weird. So, anyway, so my geniuses of the week.
0: All right, so for mine, I'm going with the Georgia Bulldogs football program. I don't want to name the player, but they had a uh, senior wide receiver who got arrested on Tuesday, charged with reckless driving and speeding. It's the fourth, I think, driving-related arrest by a Georgia player this off season. You know, everybody knows about the Jalen Carter incident from, I guess, what January, maybe the end of last year. I mean, that's one of them. Georgia's on top of the college football world. They've won two straight Natties. They got a legit chance, I think, to win their third. They've got more money than they know what to do with. Just get these guys Ubers. Get them a drive, a full-time driver. Get them the, you know, the doggy van from Dumb and Dumber. I don't care what you do. Just do something to get these guys to stop street racing or whatever the hell's going on. Because, I mean, that program is, they've got it all right now. And it's just, that's the kind of thing that people are going to keep tugging at. And something something else bad is going to happen. So it's not a fun one, but for that reason, Georgia is my genius of the week.
2: They seem to every year win the police blotter awards in the offseason. So, and especially what they just, you know, what you just said about losing lives and things in the past, you figured that maybe that would hit home. But man, I'll try
0: not to be Debbie Downer next week. I'll find a. (laughs) Last week it was guns. Now I've got reckless driving. So,
2: (laughs) all
0: right. Before we get started on this week's message board post, we want to give a quick shout out to CFB Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. Also, we're still doing a cross promotion with the Sickos Committee podcast. I listened to their show that dropped on Tuesday. It included some classic Sickos content, including Team Turbo Power's Undefeated Season, a (laughs) potential Washington State West Virginia Dream Independence Bowl the numerology of 13 to 9, the 2007 Kansas Jayhawks. There's a tie-in to today's show. Yeah, see. Bringing Sexy back and much more. So go subscribe to them and give them a listen. All right, MBG, what posts do you have lined up for us this week, buddy?
1: Well, I got a few. And look, I know we talked about Ohio State um, last week, but they had another post this week that, um, was too good not to bring up Joy or yeah, Joy and Casey. I know you guys your teams have won national championships. You guys have banners hanging up in the stadium or or what?
2: Yeah, so uh, along the the facade there is signage, I'll say.
4: Yeah, we don't have banners, but we have um flags that are on the top of the stadium and it just says national championships and or national champions and then the year that we won it.
1: Well, Ohio State also has one to hang up this year for the 2022-2023 <laughs> Essential National Champions because according to this poster, Ohio State was essentially the national champions last year.
4: Oh, my god.
1: This is, this is a poster named Buckeye2329 on Bucknuts. He says, OSU has a great shot to win it all this year and have arguably more momentum than any other team in the nation. Day essentially beat Kirby and Georgia in the real national championship game. That was followed up by the best recruiting portal management I think we've ever seen. The dynasty started when we took out Georgia and will continue to come through Columbus for years. So your 2022-2023 essential national champions were the Ohio State Buckeyes because they essentially won that game. <laughs> this got up I
2: by the way, I can't wait, I can't wait to buy my kid a 2022-2023 Ohio State National Championship onesie like I bought that 2017 UCF National Championship <laughs> onesie for him.
0: I love the start of a dynasty. I, I the first dynasty that ever started without a championship, right? Or even a championship appearance. I mean, my thing is,
4: is that he he said um it, it all started when we took out Georgia yeah, except you did it though. Like <laughs> you didn't take out Georgia.
2: It's, that's the best part of it. They yeah. blew that too.
0: And the thing is, they played a perfect game and lost. And you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like they could not yeah. have played better. And well, you know, yeah. I did not think Georgia played great, and they still lost in in the semifinals. Like, what
2: the hell? right? They didn't make the final.
1: Oh. But what you call losing, they call essentially winning. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or just winning, they
1: call it dynasty. It's just there's two different ways to look at it, man. There's losing, (laughs) and there's essentially winning. And Ohio State essentially essentially won that game.
2: AKA the real way and the pie in the sky way. Right. Again, Ohio State has never lost. Sorry, (laughs) Joey. No, you're good.
4: You're good. This is why dating an Ohio State, man, is a red flag, because they will gaslight you into believing things that aren't true, like that they won national championships when they didn't.
3: Or that it they have the Lake most Urie.
0: momentum of any school in the country when they haven't won a natty in nine years. They've lost <laughs> to their rival two years in a row, and their fan base wants their coach gone, right? But no, we've, we've
1: got more momentum. Than any team in the
2: country. Not Buckeye twenty three twenty nine. Nope. That is
1: that is wild. We we are living in the Ohio State dynasty right now. <laughs>
2: Get the tattoo.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Ugh.
2: That
1: was a that was a good post. Yeah, a good I like that one.
2: They so even gonna... make Reese's peanut butter cups and call them Buckeyes. Just, huh? They're pompous. <laughs>
1: They just, they just rename them Buckeyes.
2: Yeah, they're like these little Reese's peanut butter things. They call them Buckeyes. They're delicious, by the way. I just I'll just care. say, call them whatever
1: you want. I'll eat them. But they're,
2: like, just but they're them not your, corn dogs. Just say you make Reese's peanut butter cups in circles. Yeah. And I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Derailment.
0: Candy, t- all right.
2: candy. Casey takes his candy seriously.
4: Yeah, it was their pompous for me.
2: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not 265 for nothing, boys, Without, <laughs> without eating the you like sure. I'll eat them.
0: I
1: mean, I'll eat them. But <laughs> all right, we're gonna stay in the Big Ten. Uh, we got an Iowa post. I don't know if we've had an Iowa post or not before, but we got one today by Ottoman89. And when I tweeted this, Ottoman89 actually came and replied to the tweet and uh, confessed that this was his post. Um, He was quite proud of it. Anyways, he says, anybody not predicting Iowa or thinking Iowa will win the West can lick these nuts. We're winning it and beating Michigan in the Big Ten Championship. And he's not stopping there and making a run in the CFP. Nobody, in all caps, can tell me differently. Let's go. So, do you guys buy this, Iowa, to the CFP?
2: 100%. Did
1: offense,
4: Uh, like, become not – like, is offense no longer required? Apparently, you're getting –
0: This year, right? I uh, mean, you know, didn't we talk about that, right? Was it 325 points? There's, like, a Twitter countdown
2: account. Yeah, (laughs) Brian's (laughs) friends. Yeah, is I Spencer Petrus back?
1: I don't know. I you. you know who you know who Iowa opens the season with, though.
2: Utah State. Utah State.
1: The the mighty Utah State Aggies.
2: So you don't I'm a
0: CFD when you start zero one against Utah State. Yeah, December. it's going
2: to be tough. Well, but is I mean, there going to be any p- offenses played in that game? Look,
1: I don't know. Utah State's either going to lose or essentially win that game. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think. I mean you are a dynasty, so
1: mm-hmm. you know. our our dynasty will start then. But I don't I don't know about this. I'm not sure I see Brian Ferenc putting up enough points to winning the West, I believe. I think Iowa could win the Big Ten West. But that's kind of where it stops for me there. I'm not sure a Brian French offense is going to beat Ohio state or Michigan in the championship game and then beat whoever they might play in the, in the CFP.
2: They do have Cade McNamara though. That that was their big portal acquisition. Right? Uh, that's, right. so that's true. Is he they a capable be offense. Yeah. forward passer?
1: Right. But could you put, I mean, let's say you put Bryce young with Brian Ferentz in that offense. Are you going to score points? Does it really matter?
2: Could you imagine that underdog story, though?
1: (laughs) So
0: I I did some weird research for this one. I'm sure you guys will be very surprised to hear that. So I decided I've I've just never seen these nuts used this particular way before. (laughs) So I Googled it, and these nuts actually shows up in (laughs) dictionary.com. Oh, yeah. And this guy is using it incorrectly. Would you like to hear the proper use of these nuts? I could
2: only Uh, imagine. I think it's important
1: for us to know.
0: These nuts is an expression used to deliberately interrupt or divert a conversation. It is not a literal reference to testicles. Rather, it is used figuratively to disrupt and show disrespect to whatever discussion is currently occurring. So I would say saying you can lick these nuts is an improper usage according to dictionary.com. Just saying
1: i want to know so like you're the guys at, you're the guys at dictionary.com right and every few years you got to decide you probably sit down like a big conference table to decide <laughs> one what words you're going to put in your dictionary and two come up with the proper definition so at some point there were probably like a bunch of people sitting around a table debating whether to put these nuts in dictionary dictionary.com and then to try to formulate the proper definition of how and when to use the term. Oh, look,
0: I know we've been avoiding this, but we got to have this <laughs> these nuts conversation sooner
1: or later. <laughs> oh man, I would love to have been a fly on the wall in that room.
0: They kind of nailed it with the, with the definition. I mean, I'm not going to lie.
2: No. You don't see those job posted on LinkedIn. <laughs>
1: The thing is, it's probably like a bunch of highly educated people just sitting around there trying to determine, you know, how to how the proper way to use these nuts is. Do you well,
2: think they like... roll their eyes harder than Joy did when?
0: Then <laughs> we <were laughs> she does every time I open my mouth. No, I just like I like the idea too of one of them, <laughs> one of God. them saying like an older guy saying, "Wait, is it a literal reference to testicles?" No, and that's when they put that in. That, <laughs> it is not Should a literal there <laughs>
2: Should there be a G in front of the N? Is it Newts or n-
1: Is there like a phonetics? Is there like a like phonetics in there of how to pronounce it properly?
3: Uh, I didn't copy paste were, that part,
0: but I'm sure there is. Um,
2: if this word was in the the spelling bee, do you think the <laughs> country of origin would be German and they'd have umlauts over the U? That, that joke took too long for me sentence. to get out.
3: Yeah, can you I imagine hear, some you in, um,
1: some fourth grader somewhere standing up for the spelling bee and the 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 judge is like, okay, your word is d's nuts. Can you use it as? And sentence? he's asking. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fantastic. Uh. <laughs> Am I right, Joy?
4: I know, Carl. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's too early for Joy to have no comment. It's usually later in the show.
1: Don't worry, Joy. We'll, get to, it. Go we'll go get, for to get to the rails until like the fourth
2: or fifth post. So yeah, I didn't think we'd get to the to D's nuts until the end, you know. or Doe's nuts.
4: You're I mean, I genuinely feel like I'm at the junior high lunch table right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Success. In,
1: in the spirit of the proper definition of D's nuts, I'm going to change the topic right now. Um, And we're going to go to a Miami post. This might have been my favorite post of the week. It didn't get a lot of traction, but I thought it was hilarious. Many people didn't agree with me, but this is, I mean, who's in KC? I'm sure you guys are kind of thinking the same thing. Miami's trying to figure out how to get out of the ACC and how to get out of this grant of rights Um, that seems to be keeping everybody in the ACC. So this guy's got what he calls an out-of-the-box approach to the ACC grant of rights. This is by King Biggs, and he says this is his idea. What would be the outcome if we decided to leave the conference, paid the $120 million fee, and abstained from hosting any home games until 2036, or unless Disney faced significant financial difficulties. In such a scenario, we would still grant the conference and ESPN all the requested media access to the team for interviews and analysis, However, since we would not have any home games for ESPN to broadcast, we would be able to retain the revenue generated from traveling to the other team's home field or neutral stadiums, such as those in Jacksonville, Tampa, or Orlando. So his genius idea is to pay $120 million and not have any home games.
2: Genius? Brilliant. I mean,
4: I that's, feel like they already don't have home games. Their fans don't go. It's an hour away from their actual campus. So it really wouldn't be all that different from what they're doing right now.
3: That is
0: building plan? a program 101, though. I mean, you can sell that to recruits, right? Like, you're, you're not going to play.
2: We will never play in front of your family.
0: You're going to play in front of hostile fans and travel every week. Your family's never going to get to watch you play. Like,
2: Unless
1: you're redshirt for 13 years. Right. <laughs>
4: But it's okay because we're not in the ACC anymore.
1: We I'm not sure how. Then. I'm not sure how he plans to make any money for the program. Maybe John Ruiz is just gonna funnel money. Uh,
2: that's that's the their thing now. You know, he's their bag man, so he'll just you know get him out of danger.
0: So does this assume they would be in another conference if they did this? Is that the like? I don't even understand. It seems like <laughs> Who they're they gonna would be
1: playing. I don't think this guy really thought out the logistics. He just went out of the Yeah, The fact
4: that there's no down votes or up votes really says something because that means no one understood enough to even react.
2: Yeah, people went by this post and just were like, whoa, okay, next crazy
1: They might be playing at UMass in New Mexico State like six times apiece. Is there a program
2: maybe outside of Texas that really hangs their hat on a – National championship from 2001 more than Miami, like they haven't been much since then, right? They've done nothing really since they came to the ACC. I can't what year did they come?
0: Do you remember, Casey? No, not off the top of my head, Were but they, yeah, be. I mean, it, it, they have not
2: maybe
0: they haven't done anything. I don't, they haven't even want to. have they won a conference? I mean, uh, like a division championship, yeah, even in won. the ACC? They have won. once
2: because. Clemson's beaten every team in the coastal and in a ACC championship. That's the only reason why I know that,
0: right? We have one, so like winning one is not, (laughs) you know, it's not something to hang your hat on. Two thousand
2: three, June thirtieth, two thousand three, Miami accepts ACC.
0: Yeah, I mean, God, these schools that we've added, like the theoretically adding FSU and Miami, like back when we did. Should have helped make the ACC a huge football conference, especially oh. because when Virginia Tech came, Virginia Tech had a, such a good program, and then all three of them just tanked. It's, it's crazy. Luckily, Clemson stepped up, so you just have to, you have to carry
2: the rest. Of it. I guess for now, but Florida State did it for how many years?
0: Yeah, they did. They, they did it for a long time, yeah, in the 90s.
1: All right, so the next post here comes from a Tennessee board. And we talked a little bit earlier about Georgia was kind of starting to dominate. Um, Tennessee, I think, is a little bit concerned about uh, Georgia's recruiting. And so there was a poster on Ball Nation that said, wouldn't it be nice if all the recruits that visited Georgia this weekend got minor food poisoning and vowed they'd never return? And a guy named Jordan Bone, I don't know if that's his real name, but Jordan Bone responded and said, I live right outside of Athens and work at at a restaurant. I'll make sure to take care of them. Take care of them is in quotations. So Tennessee fans are looking to maybe give some food poisoning uh, to some <laughs> Georgia recruits. Apparently that would dissuade them from signing up with Georgia.
0: I just think it's a good idea to post about your intention to commit felonies online. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's always a that's,
3: smart move.
1: <laughs> especially when your username may be your actual real name. I not <laughs> If there's a Jordan Bone living in the Athens area, I
4: think his name is Jordan Bone Enthusiast. I think yeah,
2: I saw that too.
4: Yeah, and Jordan Bone is a player in the NBA.
1: Well, now I sound dumb.
2: <laughs> well, if we're being honest, that's why we have Joy here to make us uh, a little bit smarter every week.
1: Well, well, Joy, maybe there's more than one person named Jordan Bone.
2: My genius <laughs> Did you ever think of that? <laughs>
1: No, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna go on I'm gonna go online and see if there's any Jordan Bones to live in Athens. If you Jordan. literally
4: search Jordan Bone, the first thing that comes up is American professional basketball player.
0: Where did he go to school? Tennessee. Oh, uh, there we go. I think the context clues might
1: Casey might just cut that part here. out.
0: <laughs> just cut the whole part.
1: Casey, I have a reputation to pull. I know everyone out there thinks that I'm brilliant. And very intelligent. And this is gonna <laughs> absolutely destroy that image. <laughs>
4: this is the made the me editor. so happy because I never get to be right about anything. I'm always late, and so <laughs> it just brought me so much joy.
0: So uh, is this an well, effective recruiting strategy? Do you think? I mean, this doesn't seem as effective as the guy, and I don't think we talked about this one on the podcast, but wasn't there a guy who was saying he was gonna send his wife over to the hotel? Where all the recruits were staying, you remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: yeah I think that was a pen. Was it a Penn State poster? It was a Penn
0: random. State. Yeah, it was a random school. Um, yeah, I, I love
3: that
1: one. He was going to send his wife to the recruits' hotel rooms, and I mean, without seeing a picture of his wife, I don't know if that was. Gonna, <laughs> I don't know what what sort of effect that was going to have on those kids, but. But yeah, I don't know about I don't know about Jordan Bone if he's going to be able to uh, pull that off or not. Still riding with that, huh? Yeah. (laughs) All right. So speaking of restaurants, we're going to close with what I thought was one of the funniest uh, posts of the week. I don't know why, because I agree with this guy. And this is from a Texas board on Orange Bloods. And his post says, other than showing off or being a douche, is there any legitimate reason to use chopsticks? forks work so much better and it is literally impossible <laughs> to eat soup with chopsticks. Oh, hey, bro. Look at me. I'm cool. I'm eating my Chinese takeout <laughs> Kung Pao bat with chopsticks. It's probably more efficient to use only one chopstick and stab it stuff. Okay, here's why I like this so much. is because I agree with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> why in the world would you eat with chopsticks other than to try to show off?
2: I've tried so many times to use chopsticks, like with sushi rolls, you know, whatever, and they fall apart. But if I use a fork and stab the thing and then dunk it in copious amounts of soy sauce, it works just fine. So I'm kind of on your team, MBG. Yeah, I mean,
1: I'd like you like got to be kind of pretentious to use chopsticks.
2: I'd like to see you try and eat Cheetos <laughs> with a fork.
1: <laughs>
2: you can't.
1: <laughs> well, look, apparently this guy can eat soup with a fork because
2: it's so much
1: better and it's literally impossible to eat soup with chopsticks. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, there's no refuting that. He's not wrong.
2: I told my son that nothing's impossible the other day. <laughs> but I may have to apologize to him in the morning. <laughs> Just so, wake him up.
1: When you get off Can you guys use chopsticks? Are you physically capable of using them? I am
2: chopsticks? not. I'm literally not. I don't know yeah, why. You know. Like, I draw. I doodle throughout the whole show. Like, I, I'm okay with my hands. I played a couple, three sports. You know, like, I can't maneuver those things. They, it might as well be Newton's Adam for me to try to split. You're not doing the Karate that...
0: Kid thing, like catching flies
3: with the – uh <laughs> I've tried. I've tried. to catch the fly.
2: <laughs> we had a fly in the house today, and I was using my hat to try to get the thing, <laughs> and I was I was missing with that. So maybe if I had chopsticks, I might have been able to much
0: get more them. much more efficient. So,
4: I prefer one stick with a corn dog on the end. You, with That's each two corn
0: thing. dogs, you've got your own chopsticks, right?
4: Yeah, yeah exactly. You to, every every two
1: corn dogs you have your
2: own free set of chopsticks. <laughs>
4: yeah, pretty much. But it's I just prefer to eat a corn dog and then just go stab it with the stick and get a new corn dog. You know, it's so on brand. See,
0: you know what's underrated, and maybe only MBG will remember this: is sporks. What happened to the spork?
4: I love a good spork. I don't know. KFC yeah. still has them. Of of they,
2: they do, do. For utensil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for their
4: yeah. mashed potato bowls.
2: They were big yeah. in the '70s. Like, have you ever? Yeah. Did, uh, you're just you're you're peeling the curtain back you don't need it taco bell
4: that's true the p- cheesy potatoes also get a spork yeah.
2: you get a
0: spork there too
2: oh yeah that's a, it's yum that. it's a yum brand thing you could probably get oh. it at pizza hut too the
0: sporks you know that, are more prevalent than i realized well don't i feel dumb well you know big
1: silverware is trying to keep <laughs> out of out of your everyday use so you can blame big silverware for that
2: But who do you think that guy was? Or Gal? It's probably Gal, because it's really efficient. That invented that thing. And then big silverware's, uh, you know, trying to keep the spork man down.
0: Yeah, just, you know. I I thought it had gone away in the 70s with, like, you know, kidnapper vans and gonorrhea. But apparently sporks are still still kicking it.
2: (laughs) I've never seen a silver, like a, a metal spork. But the black Obviously, plastic ones That's yeah, what I'm saying. Big silverware
1: fire. will not let that happen. <laughs> they want you buying one fork and one spoon. <laughs> Damn
2: you, silverware. Tupperware! <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started on Tupperware lids.
1: <laughs> I won't do that, Casey. I won't do that. That's another. That's another conversation for
2: another day. <laughs> If you ever get a Tupperware lid post on the message <laughs> boards, it's probably me.
0: I love when MBG gets serious about this stuff. It kills me every time. <laughs> hey, wouldn't you buy one spoon and one fork.
4: <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. And no chopstick.
1: Oh. No. Well, that's all I got for today.
0: All right. Well, that'll
4: that'll do it for this
0: week's episode of the MBG Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. You can check out more content at messageboardgenesis.com. We'll be off next week, so we'll see you guys in two weeks. And we'll see you then, losers.